This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. Pregnancy and childbirth and bringing a brand new bundle into the world and then home from the hospital comes with questions. Lots and lots and lots of questions. Add a pandemic to the mix and those questions multiply fast. Pregnancy during the time of COVID comes with a whole new set of questions and concerns, a whole new set of challenges, even a reimagined model of care and a very different experience. From changes in standard prenatal visits to changes in your guest list in the birthing room, from attending your childbirth classes via Zoom to getting your doula support on FaceTime, it's a whole new normal for pregnant moms and their partners. Not to mention the grandparents waiting not so patiently in the quarantined wings for their first snuggles with baby. Is that new normal here to stay? Is it likely to change over the months to come? Will pregnancy and childbirth, and for that matter, parenting, ever go back to, well, normal? Today, we're going to find out what you can expect when you're expecting during a pandemic. I am here with my good friend and go-to OB, that is, I definitely go to her if I ever needed an OB again, maternal fetal medicine specialist, Dr. Sarah Obachon, who is the medical director of Mother to Baby Florida 
an assistant professor at the University of South Florida. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy you're here because we need you um, <laughs> now more than ever. How are, you, how are you doing? Like, how is life practicing during a pandemic? Well, it's hard. It's busy. We are busier than we ever were. Life is uh, harder and more challenging, um, at times more interesting, right? Uh, juggling family life and, and medical life uh, work is, is tough, but uh, we're doing it with some great colleagues here. So what are the biggest concerns that you're hearing from your patients since the pandemic started? Well, it's hard for everybody, our patients included. Being pregnant is hard. Uh, There's so many challenges to overcome, so many differences in our bodies and and things to worry about. That worrying about the pandemic is just so much added stress. The, The stress level has certainly gone up in our patients. Now, we've been talking to What to Expect Moms about Uh, how COVID-19 is impacting their pregnancy since the pandemic started. And some things have changed. Some things have stayed the same. And lots and lots of things are still unknown. And what I love about your advice, besides the fact that it's reassuring and reasoned, which is my favorite kind of advice, (laughs) is that you're always first to say that we don't know what we don't know. And at this point in the pandemic, that is still a lot. So the pregnant immune system is slightly compromised, and that's normal. But a lot of moms are wondering if that puts them at greater risk for contracting COVID-19, and if it puts them at greater risk if they do contract it, are they more likely to be hospitalized as they are with seasonal flu? Yeah, great question. So that has changed a little bit through the pandemic time. And the CDC had come out with some different um, verbiage on that, meaning that initially we didn't think it was as uh, tough for our pregnant patients, but we didn't know as much. Now, knowing from the history from SARS and prior uh, MERS, we knew that this would be a higher risk, but we didn't have the evidence for that. And it turns out that it is more risky for patients who are pregnant, again, possibly because of the immune system changes. Um, the question then becomes, well, how risky and how much does that impact the pregnancy? And that is still where the data is being hashed out through time. Also, the effects in the first trimester versus second and third trimester are changing But overall, we are telling our patients that they absolutely have to take care of themselves and their families that will then in turn take care of them while they are pregnant. Are there ways that a mom can boost her immune system so that she's less likely to get sick and have a more severe case? This is the times where the simple things matter most, right? So getting a decent amount of sleep. That is always important. That is good for so many functions of our body and immunity as well. Taking care of yourself, wearing a mask and being socially distanced, uh, making sure that your family is socially distanced, making sure that you eat a healthy diet, take your nutrients uh, through your food and your prenatal vitamin. Other than those things, there really isn't a magic bullet. I mean, the classic things of hand washing and masking is the best thing that you can do for yourself. And we should still stay away from supplements that have not been recommended by your OB or midwife. Yeah, that's the thing is that the supplements, we we are a society that would love to just have a pill that's going to take care of so many things, right? But it's, it's not like that. I mean, a healthy lifestyle and healthy diet and getting enough rest is where we're at right now. We don't have enough data on supplements there. 
So there are some pre-existing conditions and complications of pregnancy that put moms at a generally greater risk. And what would those include? Things like obesity, um, high blood pressure, diabetes, comorbid conditions that make pregnancy anyway more high risk will make us more high risk during a pandemic. Uh, those are the things that I, I come off right at the bat. Maybe some other immunologic uh, disorders for a pregnant mom, which in those patients, it's even more important how they take care of themselves. And when you say obesity, do you mean coming into pregnancy obese, not as much gaining a lot of weight during pregnancy? Yes. Or Com- both? Well, both are really important for a good pregnancy outcome. We know that uh, significant weight gain during pregnancy has higher rates of C-sections, higher risk of gestational diabetes, which may increase those risks in a pandemic as well. But certainly pre-gestational weight is very important here as well. So you should be also getting your exercise as you can and as recommended. Absolutely. We do think movement is very good in pregnancy in general. We're not saying to go on a weight loss journey during your pregnancy, but absolutely some movement, some very small weights, if you have that discussion with your healthcare provider, I think is very good for good pregnancy outcomes. Yeah. And it's great for your immune system and gives you those endorphins, those happy hormones that make you feel better overall. So brown and black moms seem to be facing a higher rate of infection and a higher rate of severe illness. Some of that due to higher rates of those comorbidities that you were talking about, like hypertension, gestational diabetes, but also due to racial disparities in care, something that we haven't talked enough about, but really, really need to. So should moms of color be more alert to symptoms of COVID? And what can we do to reduce those disparities? Yes, I love that nationally we are doing a little bit of a better job of talking about this and we should push this and push this to the forefront because we do know our moms of color are suffering more and that should not be the case. There has been too long of a discussion to minimize that or to say it's because of something else, genetics, it's ridiculous. We really need to take care of all of our moms. Now, you're right. I mean, one of the things that this is not a one, there's not a magic bullet that's going to fix all of this, right? This comes from multifaceted a problem and therefore multifaceted solution, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think moms need to be their own strong advocate to know what they believe in. If they have symptoms to always feel to need to speak up and people are not listening to you, go somewhere else. I think us as physicians, we have to be better about really listening to our patients. There are so much data on just women being different than men. Our symptoms, for example, for our heart attack are different than men. We need to pay attention to that, right? Our pregnant patients are different. Our different moms are different. So not listening to concerns is a big one. But this is, again, a multifaceted problem that needs institution-wide changes and protocols that are put into place, which are now being done across the U.S., and hopefully we can push more through our big um, institutions and also through our big bodies like ACOG and SMFM that are putting things on the forefront there. So personally, what women should do is really fight for what they have in terms of their symptoms and make sure that they're being heard. Because a mom knows her body better than anyone else. Yes, I agree. Many of the symptoms of COVID-19 seem to be at least somewhat similar to those of normal pregnancy symptoms. So lots of moms get a cough when they're pregnant, especially at night. 
or feel shortness of breath or have stuffy noses. So how do you tell the difference? Is the line blurred? Lines are definitely blurred because those symptoms, if you think about it, are hard to tease out if they're pregnancy or they're just a common cold or they're allergies or asthma or COVID. So it makes things very challenging, especially in lieu of that. Some patients have no symptoms. Some patients have very varied types of symptoms. So it is, it's hard. And so if we have any kind of inkling, any one of those things come up, we have those patients tested. Now you'll find more and more that a lot of labor and delivery units are testing all patients who are coming into labor and delivery. And that's for different reasons, not only protect you as a patient, but also the healthcare providers and making sure that you are COVID negative and give you the appropriate treatment. So what do we know about the risks to babies? We don't know as much as we'd like to at this point about the risk of a mom having contracted COVID during her pregnancy, whether it's early or later on. Exactly. We still don't have all the information we would like for sure. And we were hoping for more even by this time, but there is a potential that there is some transfer of the virus. The question is, let's say the viral particles are there, The question then becomes, what effect could that have on the fetus and then babies later on? That's the stuff that we don't really understand quite well. So even if it does pass, if that's a possibility, what will the effect eventually be? Could it possibly be that they have antibodies of some kind? It's possible. It might be in the sense that it may turn out to be helpful, but of course, we're always worried about the negative. Could it cause fetal growth restriction? Anything like this? You know, we were so worried about Zika and first trimester um, effects of congenital anomalies, although we don't see that uh, at this time, those are all the things that we're watching out for in the months to come. When we come back, we're telling you what to expect when it comes to prenatal care during the pandemic. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. 
From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I'm back with maternal fetal medicine specialist, Dr. Sarah Obachon, talking about pregnancy and COVID-19. Let's talk about what pregnant women should expect when it comes to their care. Clearly, there have been more virtual visits. How has prenatal care and screening changed? And do you think there are benefits of telemedicine when it comes to prenatal care or more risks or a little bit of both? I think if it's done well, telemedicine can be an incredible asset to maternal care. The question is how it's being done. Every office is different. Every part of the country is different, depending on what are the numbers in the community. But I think telemedicine can be helpful if it's done correctly, meaning you're able to see your patients maybe sooner than you would otherwise. It helps patients to not have to drive in. They don't have to get a ride. They don't have to struggle through traffic. You know, if they're even at work, but they can't leave work, they can go away somewhere for 15 minutes and talk to their doctor. There's so many things that are helpful, I think, in that scenario. The worry sometimes becomes is, are we going to miss something, right? I can't do a physical exam for a patient, even though I see them and I can assess a little bit of how they're doing. I may not have some of those clinical parameters, like how is the blood pressure? How is the patient swelling? You know, those kind of things. If we are able to provide moms with a blood pressure cuff, for example, or a way for them to, let's say, dip their urine for protein, some of those things, those may be really helpful in taking care of even some of our high-risk patients. I think if done well in a combined model, it works exceptionally well. So is that something you're doing? Are you providing the dipsticks and blood pressure cuff? Yes, when feasible for patients, we do give blood pressure cuffs for that evaluation at home. But we've done that previously too for high-risk patients. For our low-risk patients, we still don't have that. We still have them come in maybe every second or third visit. But for our high-risk patients, I think that's very helpful. How can we keep dads more involved in the process, even though they're often being left out of, of screenings or appointments? That's hard, right? It's hard to get... Um, a family member with you to some of those appointments. And that's done in order to protect the rest of our patients and the healthcare providers, our sonographers who are taking care of all these patients every day. It's tough. Sometimes we allow our patients to, well, in our unit, we allow our patients to FaceTime the dads, to be able to see the baby, to be present for some of those really crucial conversations uh, with our patients. We obviously allow them in the hospital for timing of delivery. 
and other surgeries that are needed, but it is significantly less. They are a little bit more marginalized than we would like because we'd like the dads to be involved if they can. It is a struggle. We are looking at all these different IT modalities that we can get patients more involved, but it is definitely hard for the moms. I guess when they're having their virtual visit at home, then he can be there. So that's a plus. Potentially. It is a plus. And I do have a lot of dads join in now for those virtual visits, which is really nice. Even if we are, when we're not doing ultrasound, we're doing this online. It's fantastic to see them actually present with their wife. And then they're able to ask questions, which inevitably, I find dads ask as many questions as moms do. Sometimes they're more scared than the moms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. Well, it's not happening in their bodies, so they... (laughs) They worry more about not having control. Yes. What about routine vaccines? This is Vaccination Awareness Month, too. So it's super important time to be talking about it. The Tdap and the flu vaccine are super important during any pregnancy, you know, if you're going to be pregnant during flu season. Why should you get them and when should you get them? So, so, so important. I think just because we are in a pandemic doesn't mean that you lose sight of the important screening or that we lose sight of the important vaccinations. Tdap and flu vaccine, I should every patient should get. Tdap in the third trimester, that is important. It gives baby a little bit of immunity. You don't really want your baby to have pertussis. This wouldn't be ideal at all. You don't want to get the flu in pregnancy. Women with the flu don't do as well. I've often had patients in the ICU with the flu and you don't want to have the ability to get both. You can get flu and COVID. That is not a good combination. So absolutely protect yourself as much as you can. Make sure that your family members are protected so this way they protect you more. And they also protect that baby that is coming into this, your bubble, your family. So it's all about cocooning. Yes. They are cocooning you and everybody is cocooning the baby. That's right. When is the flu shot recommended? What month is flu season officially beginning? So in early September, we usually get the vaccines, but it just depends on when the vaccine is sent to your community. And honestly, as soon as the vaccine is sent to the community, I go and get it, my husband gets it, my kids get it, so that I protect, obviously, my patients, but then also I recommend that for the patients as well. So everyone over the age of six months. Yes. What advice do you have for pregnant frontline healthcare workers and other essential workers like teachers and women who work in restaurants and grocery stores or moms whose partners are frontline workers? Yes, yes. This is a a discussion I think that's been happening in a lot of offices across the country. Uh, I have asked some of my colleagues in anticipation to this question, what are we doing across the nation? And there's different answers to this question. Some some physicians are getting letters and most of them are not getting letters to be off of work, but they are recommending that moms do communicate their pregnancy to their workplace so that there's a availability to either work online or to not be as exposed, but that might be an option for them. Unfortunately, this is one of those times where being really forthcoming and explaining to you, your workplace, that this is happening in your life is important, but it is different in different parts of the country. And I I find in different offices are doing different things. Yeah. And all of that protective equipment is definitely a heavy load for a pregnant woman to carry. It is. Yeah, for sure. We are, uh, we actually looked at some of this data wearing an N95 mask here at USF uh, for 
pregnant healthcare workers. And surprisingly, they did actually very well. There wasn't a lot of changes physiologically for women wearing an N95 mask who were pregnant. And they tolerated it rather well. It's one of those things that once you wear it a little bit more, you end up tolerating more. But we are looking further into that question um, as we speak. We're, we're trying to get this approved with the IRB. Um, I think it is an important question to talk about, but absolutely there is no way that you should not be protected or really wear the full gear if you do have to be in the hospital and uh, be exposed. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, Dr. Opachan and I are answering your biggest questions about pregnancy in the time of COVID-19. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. back with my friend, maternal fetal medicine specialist, Dr. Sarah Obachan. Now, Sarah, I asked moms on social media for their biggest questions and concerns about being pregnant during the pandemic. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of these before. One of the questions they had, is it important to take childbirth education and breastfeeding classes, as well as something I always push, the baby CPR classes? Are hospitals offering them on Zoom? Oh, sure, sure. Hospitals are being really innovative with the type of um, classes 
we're doing. I mean, this has really been the IT era, I guess, when it comes to all these classes. It is possible. We are offering them, certainly. I bet you a lot of hospitals around the country are offering. Just make sure you ask about it. I think all of those classes are really important. I agree with you on the CPR one as well. And I think so much focus on the pandemic, you've got to also prepare for childbirth. I think that helps a lot. Oh, for sure. And this is actually one of those situations where your partner can be there with you. Your mom can be with you, right? I mean, it's really a nice kind of opportunity to get a lot of people in the room to take that class with you. So is it safe to deliver at a hospital now? Lots of moms are wondering whether they should consider a home birth instead. What are your thoughts? I would not consider a home birth instead of going to the hospital because of the pandemic. I mean, when it comes to childbirth, there are so many things that can go wrong during the time of labor and delivery for moms and for baby. You really want to be in the best place that's going to help you and your future baby, right? This is so, so important. And while the pandemic has made things harder, undoubtedly, surely we are doing honestly everything we can to keep you and your, your little family unit as safe as possible but you have that availability for blood products if you need it, for surgery if you need it, for any kind of care that you may otherwise not be able to do. Yeah, and if something comes up during a home birth and you have to be rushed to the hospital and securing the emergency transportation that you might need might be more challenging during a pandemic. For sure, a lot more challenging. One mom asks, I'm so overheated all the time and wearing a mask makes me feel like I can't catch my breath. Does that mean I'm not getting enough oxygen for the baby? That's a common question, but wearing a mask actually is not detrimental to you. We've looked at this data, even for an N95 mask, and most of our patients are not wearing N95 masks. If you can imagine with an N95 or the equivalent, it's much harder to breathe in because it is so dense. It is really keeping out really small particles with a cloth mask or with any kind of other surgical grade mask that it's a little bit lower than N95 that will still give you some protection, but it should not give you so much shortness of breath. That being said, for sure, pregnancy is tough, right? It's harder to breathe. There's so much more volume of fluid in your body. It's harder to catch your breath. That is normal. But you are getting enough oxygen as long as you are doing that for limited periods of time that you feel okay. It's hard to exercise with a mask, but certainly if you're in public places, you should be wearing it. And the worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to feel overheated, right? Yeah, you're not going to feel great, sure. A mom wants to have a doula, but she's afraid that she won't be able to have one if her partner is with her. I know in New Jersey, they've issued an executive directive that mandates doulas as essential birth support, which I think is awesome. But in many cases, moms aren't allowed to have them. So are they able to use FaceTime to be with their doulas? That's true. In different parts of the country, there are different rules. And yes, if you are not able to bring two people with you and you choose to bring your partner, then you can have a doula with you on uh, some sort of IT device, computer or phone. And we we encourage that. I think that is completely reasonable. Uh, We just have to kind of follow within the rules, depending on where you are, how many people you can have with you. Or potentially you could have your mom on FaceTime or your mother-in-law and they won't have to fight about who's actually in the room with you. That's true. That is one of the benefits. (laughs) Is it safe to breastfeed if you test positive for COVID? 
Great question. So we understand breastfeeding is very important and we encourage that for all our moms. Having that discussion with your healthcare provider is really important, but breastfeeding is reasonable. We always talk to moms about making sure that they're protected with a mask, making sure that they're constantly washing their hands, washing their breasts. If they're pumping to always wash their parts, uh, which should be done anyway, but certainly wash their parts in between each of those pumps just to minimize some of those risks. And then when your baby is around you, that there there is some distance. How hard is that? It's hard. But just to have the baby a little bit separated so it has a lower chance of, of contracting the virus. I guess the same challenges would apply if you were bottle feeding your baby. You'd still have to maintain some kind of protective measures. Yes, absolutely. And those things don't have to last forever. There are now new guidelines that sometimes these times are like shorter and shorter as we understand more and more about this virus, right? But looking at those guidelines and just checking that often to make sure that you're doing the right thing. And while you're early in those early positive days that you really protect yourself and your baby. Now, some doctors seem to be recommending some form of quarantine or, you know, stay at home in the last few weeks before your due date. What do you think about that? I think that sounds reasonable. So uh, things done just to minimize all of your risks. I say that to every single pregnant patient, no matter what just part of gestation they're in, right? Just minimize the risk of getting this. You don't want to be exposed to this if you don't have to. Certainly in the last two, three weeks, it will negate all those questions that we're answering right now. Can you breastfeed while you have COVID? You know, who's going to be around you? I mean, how do you take care of yourself if you have COVID? If you are securing yourself and you are minimizing your risk, then the chances of you contracting it are low. And therefore, you're going to have less of these questions to deal with when you have your baby. Yeah. If only we could all have family leave starting before the baby's born and then continuing after it makes it a lot easier. That is a completely different podcast. That is, we need to be fighting for this. Yes, (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, cord blood banking and collection, is everything business as usual when it comes to that during COVID? Most of my colleagues around the country say, yes, I have not heard differently. Um, There might be some difficulties with uh, maybe some private or public. I'm not 100% sure, but for here, for us, we would still collect it. And for a lot of our, um, at least my contacts in different parts of the country, they are still as business as usual in terms of collecting the cord blood. Okay, good to know. What do you think about family visits when the new baby arrives? Yeah, so I think every time we have a baby, our job is to protect that baby and protect our little family unit. I think you should be really tough on deciding who gets to visit your baby. And you should have the same expectations of them as you had of yourself and your partner in terms of really making sure that you're socially distanced, that you're masking, that you had your Tdap and your flu vaccine. Even pre-COVID, when I had my second child, I asked my mom to get her Tdap and her flu vaccine. It's one of those things where Again, we're trying to cocoon this family uh, as best we can. So what's the bottom line on whether expecting moms should be around their families, assuming they like their families? (laughs) Is this a good (laughs) excuse not to be around your family if you're not so much, you're on the fence? Yes, choose wisely. (laughs) (laughs) No, I always talk to my patients about really, you know, listening to that. I mean, obviously your partner, your kids, maybe your mom, dad, somebody that you're a close-knit unit 
but this is probably not the time to visit some distant cousins or aunts. It's not the time to meet 40 or 50 people at a family wedding, because even though you are taking care of yourself and your you know, intimate family members are taking care of themselves, perhaps you don't know what the rest of the 40 or 50 people are doing and how they are socially distancing, et cetera. So it's really important to really be very, um, very picky about who you let into mm-hmm. your pod, right? I I think that's good advice under any circumstances, <laughs> but that's just me and my family. I've been hearing a lot of moms who, who seem to be more anxious and stressed, understandably so, during the pandemic. Yes. Are you seeing more patients who are presenting with clinically diagnosable mood disorders during pregnancy and postpartum? with anxiety disorder, depression, that is related to be feeling so isolated and maybe even being robbed of, of the kind of magical experience of pregnancy in some respects. You don't have your baby shower, at least not in person. You can do it virtually, but you don't get to show off your bump and, and celebrate openly as you otherwise would. Yes, it's really hard for our pregnant moms. We certainly have heard a lot more discussion of, you know, when when women come in, they're more cheerful. uh, They're just more challenged at home. It's harder with the kids at home. It's it's harder with uh, relationships at home and not being able to work. I mean, being worried. This is this is pervasive for sure. And the data on this is going to come out, and I think I think it's going to be staggering. It is is so tough, and right now that social support is lacking. Right, I always talk to my moms, and and when I see them, just to provide some of that physical comfort of being close to them, and and even though we're masked, you know, to actually be physically present, but for them to seek out their friends online, to seek out their families, to cocoon their families and really be a tight, you know, unit. This is the time where we're supposed to be the strongest and it's quite the challenge for our pregnant mom. So you're dealing with a pregnant pod. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good term. Yeah. I think we, we need a silver lining. We all desperately need a silver lining to this pandemic. For me, it's that parents have more of an opportunity to hunker down with each other um, as a couple and, and with any other children, and also with their new babies, and to spend more time as that little pod instead of inviting a whole lot of other people in to their homes that, you know, are fun to see the baby. It's all very exciting, but also it's a lot of work and it's a lot of stress, and you got a lot of people telling you what to do. And this gives you an opportunity to do it just as a little family unit, which I think is nice. What's your silver lining? I do think life is simpler. You were just running around less and there now there's just a higher, um, I guess there's higher thought given to really the things that are important. So family and your kids and just yourself and, and taking care of yourself and those things are really more important than anything else. Uh, and that has been the positive. Now, I do worry about my women who may be experiencing domestic violence and not being able to have an outlet and things like this. and and if I can tell any moms who are struggling with this to please reach out to anybody that can help you or your doctor. I mean, we are 
we're here for that. And I do worry about those who may be experiencing more intimate uh, partner violence and now that we're through going through a pandemic. Yeah, sometimes sheltering at home is not the safest option for some moms. Yes, unfortunately. So that's a reality. And we all need to be there for each other and support each other through this. It's said too often, but it's oh so true. We are all in this together. Yes. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm interviewing Dr. Obachan regularly for What to Expect IGTV, so please make sure to check in regularly for the most up-to-date recommendations on pregnancy and COVID-19. Thank you. Ooh, baby love, my baby love, I need you, oh how I need you for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, and the what to expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at what to expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 